Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you. You who dwell in unapproachable light, you, Father, who are the creator and initiator of all light, we pray that by your Spirit today you would minister your word in Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen. In this season, let us not allow the darkness around us to get us in a place to where we don't celebrate the reason why we're all here. Nothing should be allowed to stop that. I love the great promise of the Lord about the coming king back in Isaiah 9-2. And he says, those who sat in darkness have seen a great light. Have seen a great light. I love Isaiah 60 verse 1 speaks to all of us. Arise and shine for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has dwelt upon you. Do you know that when it's darkest is when your light shines the brightest? And I know it's very difficult and painful sometimes in this season, regardless of what we're walking through. But I want to tell you a good promise from God today. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish. If you don't think you can go on much longer, God is not going to snuff your light out. In fact, in this dark time, it'll shine even though you don't even know it to multiplied, multiplied people that have never seen you shine before because of the presence of the light in the context of darkness. The light. Light is essential for life. You remember the great creative passages in the first few verses of the Bible, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and God said, the first thing the Father God said is, let there be light. The very first thing out of the creative mouth of our mighty God, let there be light. I want you to turn with me to the back of your Bible to 1 John chapter 5. I'm sorry, 1 John chapter 1. You hold your place there, 1 John chapter 1. This is the same person whom the Spirit of God used to write the Gospel of John, St. John, first four books of the New Testament. And I want you to notice in verse 5, this is the message which we have heard from Him, from Jesus, and we declare to you, God is 
what? That was weak. God is, and in him there is no darkness at all. The very essence of God's being is light. The glory of God is light. It is a reflection of his personage of the purity and the holiness and, and, and the transparency of light. So that means that those of us who know him should walk in that light. And that light is in his spirit. I, I love Proverbs 20, verse 27. The spirit of a person is the lamp of the Lord. Now think about that for a minute. You are a spirit. Everybody say it with me. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. Oh, one more time. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. When God created Adam and Eve, the Bible says he breathed into them the breath of life. And that was his, he created them in his own image and likeness. And if God is light, what does that mean was on the inside of Adam and Eve? Life and light. When Adam and Eve chose to sin, the light went out. The lamp was extinguished. They became dark in their inner man. There was no light in there anymore because the life was removed. But God in his mighty love has enabled us to be recreated in his image and likeness through being born again. When you are born again by faith, when you receive the grace of God, what happens is the Spirit of God comes back to live on the inside of you and the light comes back on. The light of the life of God himself in the person of the Holy Spirit. The light is in the life and the life is through the Spirit of God regenerate, replaced into the life of your own spirit, soul, and body while you walk in this earth. What an amazing thing. So understand this, that the life of God now in this New Testament age is through the Spirit of God, and His Spirit lives on the inside of us. But how many of you know that sometimes it can get dark in there? Why is that? I want you to assume with me for just a minute that your spirit man is like the central room of your house. That's where the Holy Spirit lives. There's light there. But if you continually live out of the realm of your soul, listen, this is not baby talk. You got to be a mature believer to get these kind of things. Time to grow up, isn't it? In your soul, which, which is made up of your mind, your emotions, and your will, sometimes in our mind, our emotions, and our will, we don't stay in the living room. We go off to little closets and rooms that are outside the direct light of the life of the Spirit of God. 
So the more time we spend in, in little rooms outside of that living room where the Holy Spirit dwells in the very midst of us as believers in our spirit, man, the more time we focus with our mind, with our feelings, with our, our decisions, our choices, it gets dark. We don't see or hear the, the, the face or the voice of the Lord through the Spirit very clearly because we're off in another room in our mind, in our feelings, in our, in our will. But we've got to learn to refocus, to get back in the living room where the voice of God is clear, where the Spirit of God is at work. Because the life of God is in the spirit of man when we're born again, and there is where the light is. So I've been asking the Lord this week, show me where there's darkness in my inner man. Show me where I don't see clearly what you want me to see, hear clearly what you want me to hear. Show me where there's darkness, and I'll come back into the light. So what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that sometimes our own minds, our own emotions, our own choices can get in the way of the brightness of the light, of the Spirit of God and what He's trying to say on the inside of us. How do we refocus on the light? Hold your place there in 1 John. We're coming back. And go to John's Gospel of John, chapter 8, please. John, uh, chapter 8. And I want you to look at verse 12, chapter 8. You know it by heart. I know you know it. Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am. I am. Me as a person. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So what does that mean? When things begin to get dark, when I begin to sense distance in my relationship with the Lord, when I begin to sense distance, I need to refocus on He who is life. That's the Lord Himself. Jesus said in John 8, 31 and 32, If you will abide in my word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If you abide in my word. So to refocus on Jesus, I need to begin to refocus on His Word. What does He say? I need to go through what we said last time we met. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. And sometimes that's difficult. Everything in your emotions, in your mind, will resist worship. We've got to refocus on the Lord in our spirit, but we've also got to discipline our soul. It's on the back of your outline. I want you to turn with me to Psalm 42. The Bible calls David a man after God's own heart, but he was going through such a dark, dark time, dark time in his own journey that he couldn't hear the voice of God. You ever been there? I have. I have. 
Isn't it wonderful that God doesn't beat us up when, it's, when we're having a hard time hearing his voice? And if you have never been in enough pain to where it's hard to hear the voice of God, I hate to tell you this, and this is not popular preaching, but you will get there at some point. Yes, you will. And it's not weakness, it's not failure. In fact, I want to go ahead and tell you this. Every great champion in the Lord goes through a season of darkness. I wish that wasn't true, but it is. When there's such a level of pain on the inside, in your emotions, in your mind, even in your body, that you can't seem to clearly hear the voice of the Lord like you could at other times. I want to remind you, he who never missed the voice of God came to a point in his own suffering when he said, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he was without sin. So understand this, I have ne- I'll just tell you this, at, at my, uh, not old age, Scott, mature age. And and don't give me any lip, I've known you since you were 15, okay? Remember this, that your pastor who's gotten into mature years, I'm in a decade many of you had not gotten to, I have never known a great champion in the Lord who hasn't had a season called, my God, why have you forsaken me? I don't know anybody. Well, I thought you were going to give me some good news, Pastor. I am. That is, even when we're in such intense pain that we can't see or hear the Lord clearly, the light never goes out. The light's still there. And even though we're in a place where it is so difficult to hear or Dean and I have been in a place before where it was difficult to get up the next day. You ever been there? If you hadn't, you probably will. Boy, what great news he's preaching today. Sometimes success is just getting up the next day. You can get there, and that doesn't mean something's wrong with you. Why would the Lord let us go through stuff like that, Pastor? I couldn't tell you the reasons for that. Here's what I do know. That the only reason you and I are here today is not so that we can live a pain-free life and just, just all the time be floating around <clears throat> like holy saints. Let me tell you, the only reason you and I are still here today is because we're still being conformed into the image and likeness of Jesus. He went through some stuff, didn't he? And that means he is there to help you through your stuff, whatever it is. Now, I didn't read that in a book somewhere. We need to discipline our soul, refocus on our spirit man. 
discipline our soul in Psalm 42. The psalmist says, the man who was after God's own heart. Jesus was even in the lineage of David. In verse 9, David says, I will cry to God my rock. Why have you forgotten me? Where do you think Jesus got the words to speak on the cross? Right here. Why do I go mourning? Because of the oppression of the enemy. As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Why did he let you get there? Where is your God? Here's David's answer, verse 11. Why are you cast down? Why are you in depression, O my soul? Why are you disquieted? Why, why is there chaos and confusion on the inside of me? Hope in God. Make the decision. It's not an emotion. Hope in God. Make a decision to hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him. The help of my countenance and my God. Say to the Lord, what I see and feel today is subject to change because of your grace. Oh, you don't believe, you believe that was a blip on the screen? Look at what he says here in verse 3. Send out your light and your truth, verse 43, chapter 43, verse 3. Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me into your holy city. That is, in the New Testament, that is the place of worship. That is in your own temple. And to your tabernacle. Then I will go to the altar of God. To God my exceeding joy. And on the harp, get you some music that brings praise to God. Verse 5, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Make a decision. Hope in God. What I see today is not what I'm going to see tomorrow, for I shall yet praise him who is the help of my countenance and my God. Speak truth to your inner man. The key to victory is to tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself the truth. Ephesians 1, 3 and following says that in, in, in Christ you are holy and righteous and blameless, chosen, forgiven, accepted. And regardless of what we go through, Paul lists all kind of stuff in this world that we could go through. In Romans 8, 37, he says, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Regardless of what I think or feel, regardless of where I am, regardless of the darkness that tries to overtake me, I am persuaded nothing can separate me from the love of God. Tell yourself the truth. Start in your inner man. Worship the Lord. Seek His face. Listen to His voice. Get out of that 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 
little room upstairs and get into the living room where the Spirit of God is life and light. Discipline your soul. Tell your mind and emotions and will where they're going to go instead of letting them tell you the truth. Then talk to that shell that we live in. Address the natural and physical issues. You want light? Boy, what a dark world we're living in. You're not going to get it on the media. You want light? It's not going to come from this world. It's dark. It's fallen. The Bible says that the God of this world, the devil, is the one who's in operation in this system. Address the natural, physical issues. Watch what you look at. You know, I just want to tell you something, and we've got incredible people here who their life calling is is counseling I see Malia I see Dr. Romeo Penn I see and, and it's wonderful I bet you they would agree with me if you stay in a physically dark place you're going to be a whole lot more subject to oppression and depression Get out of that little atmosphere that you seem to be trapped in and find you some natural light. In fact, I would tell you this. If, especially during, listen, especially during this time of year, there is an attack of darkness because the devil, every time this year, hates the celebration of the birth of Jesus. When Jesus was born, what happened? Herod had every child two years old and under murdered to put out the light. The devil is going to do everything he can do to put out the light on the inside of you where the Spirit of God lives and in your natural, listen, whatever it takes, you do it. Go buy you a light machine. No, you think I'm kidding. No, 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 I'm not. There is a very real psychological um, attack, and it's called seasonal affective disorder. Isn't that right, doctor? Certain times of the year, you're just a whole lot more prone to sadness. Dean and I have our own times. And don't think that, that something is wrong with you because it seems like you get under an attack at different seasons of the year that are, that are usually built around some stimulus. But don't get out of the light. Do whatever it takes. Get in sunlight. Change the atmosphere that you're in. Change the atmosphere. Do you know that part of my calling is dealing with heavy stuff? Do you know what I do sometimes? Sometimes the greatest spiritual thing I can do is walk out of my house, get on a little golf cart, go down to the Coosa River, 
get on a boat and get out there and just go up and down the Coosa River. Are you fishing? No, that's too much work. No. Change the atmosphere. Get in a different atmosphere. If you're in a whole lot of pain, do what you can do to change the atmosphere. Even if it's an hour or two a day. If you have to be stuck in the same place, do something an hour or two a day. Change the atmosphere for the health of your own body. Sometimes when things get real heavy, I've got a golf course a mile and a half from my house. And I am a faithful man. Now, that's not for everybody. You find something that will change the atmosphere. Change the atmosphere. Attack, address the natural. And listen, I want to tell you something. Some of you are extremely, extremely, extremely fatigued. Do you know that emotional crisis is unbelievably fatiguing? It wears you out more than just physical. It's in your mind. It's in your emotions. It's, 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 it even affects your will. It will wear you out. Fatigue is the instigator of all kinds of issues. Don't be afraid or don't feel like that you're failing to take a season and a time of rest. And don't feel guilty about it. Have you ever thought about the fact that God Almighty, who was all sovereign, who never, the Bible says he never wearies, do you know that he even rested himself? And he didn't even need it. How much more do we need it? Fatigue. Change the atmosphere. Get a diversion from the ordinary. Don't be afraid to seek professional counsel and treatment. God has called out men and women who given their lives and their training to help you get through some dark times. Don't be afraid to reach out and get under professional counseling. That's not weakness or failure. I encourage everybody in here, don't be afraid to take that step if you need to do that. That don't mean your faith is weak. That's nonsense. By the way, let me remind you on this Christmas season that one of the names of Jesus is Wonderful Counselor. Amen. Are you getting some tools to fight the darkness? Stay in a place of worship. Listen to the Lord and let His Word be final authority. Regardless of how you think or feel, make Him the first priority of your life. Get back into the living room of His presence. Don't take on the responsibility of trying to fix yourself something that only God can fix. Discipline your soul. Talk to yourself. Tell yourself the truth. 
Speak to the oppression that you feel and, and remind yourself of what the Word of God says. You're only responsible for telling yourself the truth. The Spirit will help heal your emotions. You can't heal yourself. You can participate, but you can't fix it. And don't neglect the natural, the physical. There's wisdom there and there's help. Well, let's bow our heads now and go to the Lord in, in a season of prayer. And I want you to pray for light. I want you to pray that if darkness has moved in to your inner man, if there's distance, if for whatever reason you've been moved off of the center, one of the great things about the Lord is that He is quick. So very, very quick to forgive. In fact, I want to read this to you in closing in 1 John. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. So would you join me right now and would you say, Holy Spirit, if I'm walking in any darkness, would you reveal that to me? The next verse says, but if we walk in the light, that is, if we walk as best we know how in fellowship with He who is the light, the Spirit of God in our inner man, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with Him. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all our sins. Hallelujah. You know, if we'll walk in the light as the Spirit reveals it to us, God sees to it that the blood of Jesus is applied to our sin. Thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Just take a moment now and worship the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what He wants you to know. give him glory today would you stand and sing Emmanuel just praising his holy name
God, we love you. We pray for you every day. We look forward to seeing you next week. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.